This is Asians Don't Crack, the most unreliable podcast of all time. Because we don't make any sense most of the time. So let's talk about life, self-care, culture, dating, adulting, anything really. Two Asian crackheads from different countries. We really don't have a solid plan. So the 13-hour difference, you get what you get. Welcome to the podcast of Two Asian Crackheads. It's your boy, Positive Vibes, Kev. And it's your girl, Michelle, your host of this podcast. Before we get into it, I just want to say happy Kada Yawan. Hey, hey, So if everybody doesn't know what the word, that word means, um, we have Michelle, who is in the Philippines, could explain to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to expose where I'm living right now, guys. Mm. So yeah, um, it's an annual festival here in Davao City. That's D-A-V-A-O. And it, we just, you know, celebrate, it's more like a Thanksgiving like for harvest culture and we have some good shit durian over here so it's fun long mm. ass it takes uh, yeah a day a few days i know that there's not a lot of people who doesn't like durian i like durian um i like to eat it but i know that's like a certain a good amount of people who doesn't like durian i don't hate durian but I'm sick of eating a lot of durian because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been forced to eat durian. When <laughs> I... Okay, some of my Filipino people would, would count, come at me because the way we pronounce this is kind of different for you for you guys. Because, like, in America, I think it's called dengue. Dengue? Like, dengue, I think. I don't know. But for us, we call it dengue. Okay, I'm just going to cut myself off. Turns out that... The proper pronunciation in America would be dengue. In the UK, it would be dengue. So, wrong country, but somewhat of a right um, pronunciation. Okay, back to the episode. Basically, our platelets would go down and shit like that. I don't want to bore you with the details. So, mm. there, you know when, when us kids get sick and stuff, that our Asian moms be like, you have to drink this, you have to drink this type of tea, this herbal tea, this type of shit, so that you get better and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my mom's kind of like that. So, they, she, made me, she made me eat uh, durian to keep my, like, you know, for my blood. Uh, an herbal tea that I don't even know what that is because she doesn't want us to like go to the hospital <laughs> to, <Probably>. save- <laughs> to save money look that you know that line uh, triggers me growing up, growing up I remember my parents were saying don't get hurt don't break your bone we don't have insurance <laughs> we don't have insurance Wait, we, real? we can't take you to the hospital because we don't have insurance so if you were sick you better stay your ass home and better feel better get better get better soon because they are not going to take us to the hospital uh-huh. <laughs> they go they don't have insurance i don't have insurance so you better like man up and um feel better yeah which kind of roots at don't be a weak ass shit motherfucker and just live through the pain you know I don't know. It, it, it'd be like that because the only time I went to a hospital was because of chest pains. And that was the only time that I, I admit that there is something wrong 
when I had the first chest pain, I was like, okay, I'm just going to smile through it. But it took like 30 minutes, so it was too unbearable. And that's where be- they'd be like, oh, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm having a chest, I'm-, I'm having chest pains right now. Like, Let's go to the ER or something. Like, okay. I think for me, the only time I go to the hospital is to visit like either my friend's um, baby when they first gave birth. Ooh. Just come visit, you know, see the um, child and then give flowers and some gifts. Um, congratulations gifts and that's like mm-hmm. the only time going to the hospital and mostly you know if somebody is ill uh-huh. but not for myself yeah same here but since I have insurance now shall we just break my leg and go to the hospital for the first time and say that hey look I'm at the hospital come visit me <laughs> <laughs> just for the sake that you have that kind of experience just for the sake because I have insurance <laughs> Oh, dude, I thought that I would be admitted in the hospital when I had COVID because oh, it was so bad. You had COVID? Yeah, I did. Like, I had the uh, the classic symptoms. I don't have any taste, smell. I don't have any, all of those senses. And I have, like, I don't know what's that in Fahrenheit, but I have, like, a 40 Celsius. Oh, uh, 40 yeah, Celsius? 40. Yeah. I don't know what what's that, like what's the kind. That is a hundred and four degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So he um, was he was kind of up there because I think below a hundred is like okay. Yeah, it's okay, but and the doctor was so surprised because she was like, usually around this temperature, someone would be like, uh, ha- having a convulsion right now. <laughs> but I, I wasn't. I was chill. How many days you had COVID for? Two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. It was that uh, bad. I think mine lasted for a week. I had one, too. I had COVID. I remember mm-hmm. um, having COVID. I had, like, a fever for one day. And then the rest of the day, the rest of the time, I was feeling better and was really locked mm-hmm. in my room. And my brother just kind of, like, leave food at the door. <laughs> they was, they was so nice. They was really helpful. Like, yeah, I, I felt so bad at that time. Like I really mm-hmm. felt bad, and I was like, "Thank you." Like every time they give you food, they be like, oh, "I I feel so touched. I'm not worthy of it. I have COVID." Like shit, I know they was mad, but um, I, I appreciate them. Shout out to them for like feeding me during the COVID times. And man, I was just I felt like I was like, even though yeah. it was lockdown, you know, I felt uh-huh. like I was more closed into a solitary place and I'm like I can't really go to outside to the living room of course I had to only go to the restroom and get out and go back to the um, my room it's so hard it is hard and I'm glad now you know I know people who still got COVID and get it yeah. it's not that bad as it used to be yeah it was it was bad because uh, we all of us were taken aback by it like we didn't even know that it would take a toll on the hospitals and yeah, and uh, shout out to the people who the workers over there because the uh, frontliners, man, they you guys are um, you guys work too much. Thank you. <laughs> oh yes, you guys, you guys don't even know we. Yes, we do have jobs. Michelle's is uh, what I'm type of nurse? No, I'm not a nurse. Oh shit, sorry. It's okay. What is it again? Um, I'm a med tech or a lab scientist. Yes, she's a. Uh, uh, she is that. 
I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you know appreciate it thank you Michelle for helping everybody else out there yeah thank you for staying indoors and getting vaccinated oh yeah I did get vaccinated I had to think about it for a minute <laughs> like, hesitant. I, I, had to, I had to hesitate for a minute I'm like did yeah. I I think I did yeah I did maybe like two three times and um, so recently I was thinking about this particular um, type of people and it kind of like you could say grab my gear I'm just sitting here kind of like cringy looking at them so you know this type of people and the reason why I say you know this type of people is because you do it too (laughs) so this type of people I'm about to explain or say right now is the people pleasers so people pleasers sometimes gets in my nerve like they are doing too much to either fit in, um, not love like doesn't seem like they are loving themselves at all, uh, or is trying to uh, be how what people would like them to be. Okay, first off, that's not me. I'm not that type of people pleaser. I'm yes, just, you are yeah. not that type of people, but there are different categories of it. I'm more of a. Uh... A type of people pleaser that avoids conflict, so I just do it anyways. Mm. Well, here's a definition of a people pleaser. Someone who cares a lot about whether other people like him or her and always want others to approve of his or her actions. Bitches, pussies, <laughs> fuckers. Okay, I admit, like, people pleasers, like myself, don't have the balls to say what we want to say because it's it's hard. We have like different types of reasons though. And I'm just gonna look up on medical news today so that you know. She really said medical news. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to medical news today so that you would be like, hey, nah, you're just like saying shit because you don't know. Okay, I'm just gonna look it up on the internet then, bitch. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so the causes of people pleasing. So there are factors because of low self-esteem. That's a check. <laughs> Anxiety, conflict avoidance. That's a hundred percent for me. That's a fat check for you. Yeah. Culture and socialization, inequity, and personality disorder, which I don't have, and trauma, <laughs> which I would understand. Like for real, I would understand why. But but I'm just gonna talk about more on conflict avoidance and culture and socialization. Mm. And anxiety. So, Michelle, this, um, I know you were, you are a people pleaser, but before you, it was worse. And then uh, knowing okay. you for like for three years at this time, it gets, it, it's, it's better than before. So how were you before until versus how you are currently right now? Okay. So it was, it was way worse, actually way worse than we met. Cause back then it was so hard to say no to anything do a lot of extra work so i have like a lot of um shit going on i joined like five clubs i think god damn five yeah clubs. five clubs i was in council i was yeah it was it was so much and so that ma- makes me like overcommit to plans and responsibilities according to medical news today that's also a sign of people pleasing <laughs> <laughs> And another thing that I I don't really voice out my opinions, especially when I disagree. Sometimes it shows on my face, 
But sometimes I try to act that, oh, yeah, I agree with you. But in my head, no, 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 I hate this. I hate so this. So did anybody ask you to, like, to join the club? Uh, or how you got into those, you know, those clubs? In high school? Uh, um, I just... <laughs> It w- it was just like an overcompensation of being so stressed at home, so it's not because I was like a, a people pleaser, be- because I joined the clubs. It was mm. well, I joined one club because I I didn't say no to it because I was student council back then, mm. and it wasn't also a choice for me to want to run for student council before I was just recruited. So. Uh, I didn't volunteer for it. Damn, girl. Yeah, it was. So this is like your getaway spot. Will you say that? Like, yeah, in a way. Uh, but my getaway club was this called a uh, Nihongo Club or Japanese Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was a fun club because you, you know culture and shit. But yeah, um, it it wasn't really that bad that I had to. I'm not really good at editing or like doing the art stuff but i have to force my way to do all of these things to avoid conflict with some of my peers so yeah you would like to throw any scenarios right there Mm, oh yeah there was one time that we had to do uh several projects at school and there was also like uh, a research paper going on it was senior year so i not gonna lie i had like major resentments to some of my classmates back then because it kind of felt like they're too um you know lax or like i don't know what's the word like they're too um not enthusiastic or more committed to the uh to the school work because it was it was like for graduations and shit like that mm-hmm. and there was this part where i'm not really good at which is Uh, video editing because I had not I don't have the best computer or the laptop to to do that shit but I had to force myself and to the point that I had to stay up all freaking night to do that I was also the one who who does the the videoing people and shit like that besides the editing I had to find like a possible areas where to do those interviews or where we can find those people and some of my classmates will be the ones who would just like you know um, ask the questions which were already provided from my teacher because because mm-hmm. you know they're like you have to ask at least these types of questions and you have to add more so yeah i added some more so even though you was doing other clubs and then like having this um, on your plate, you still go out of your damn fucking way to, to do just, it. To, to just do it. Like, that's just, in my, that's just the nerve. Like, you know, I have friends, of course. We have friends like that. Everybody got friends like that. Mm-hmm. It's just aggravated to see them, you know, um, wasting their time for other people, even though that they need to, like, either use that time to mm-hmm. discover them who they are or mm-hmm. use that time to make money or uh, evaluate what they had to do with their life than mm-hmm. trying to please others and do things that is not necessary for them in their life. It was really stressful. So when I started going to college, I wanted to change myself. So I tried to be more outgoing. 
because I was more of an introvert. That's why I don't really had the balls to, you know, to speak out. Mm-hmm. It helped a bit, but then again, it was. It, I still have those uh, people pleasing tendencies that I have a hard time saying no because I was also. It's not a student council, but like more of a an officer for my department. You know what I realized? Um, you think for introverted people, they were more in the side of people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't know. I feel like that might be true in a sense. Now I'm thinking about all my friends who are people pleasers. Most of them are introverted. Yeah, there are some extroverted people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I know yeah. definitely those loud ones who just want to yeah. fit in with the group. Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes you can't tell if some are just people pleasers. Or just want to be in the spotlight sometimes because you have to be more observant. Because yeah, sometimes you can't you can't tell for for extroverts or for introverts. Yeah, you just man, I'm pretty sure you could tell if you kind of like dig deep in their life and understanding why you're doing this for people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what is going on? I don't know. It's just more on anxiety and. On what's kind of like the norm here. Um, growing up, I have to be more grateful or I should avoid complaining. Because in an Asian household, you have to be grateful with everything that you have. You don't have yeah. the right... Yeah. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking so hate that. that. Yeah, that, that also roots anxiety for me. Because as the eldest, I have to... Don't complain that much, but... For some reason, I complain more about my brothers because they live easier than me. But yeah, that's that's another whole issue. <laughs> yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like I do still appreciate you know my mm. families who just provide you know a lot of things for me, and I I'm grateful. But just kind of like guilt tripping that, using that, and guilt, guilt tripping you like you know we did this for you, we did that for you. Um, mm. like yo, I am grateful. But goddamn, don't be guilt tripping me. I mean, don't get us wrong. It's not like we really resent our family, but it's been like a norm for for most Asian households. Yeah. You know what's funny? I did say that I don't like people pleasers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was a people pleaser when I was in <laughs> high school. <laughs> I believe there is a story about people who and people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. I wanted to fit in, you know, with everybody else. I, so, I guess this is the time where I didn't have confidence in myself uh, when uh, I was young. Um, I didn't agree with this confidence. I, it was more of I was trying to make everybody laugh. They think I, I was funny and do things that I could, you know, they would accept me in in the type of way. Not really I was trying to find myself. It was more of making people laugh, um, showing them I am funny to be around with. I'm cool to be around it, around there. Um, yeah, that was those times, man. I'm like, bro, looking back at it, back at how, how I was before. Bitch, the fuck you was doing? So you were like the school clown in a way? Yes. Oh, my God. I was the class clown. I was hilarious. Like, things I do, I don't know how the hell I just, like, I've been doing this. Like, like to be... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a dude who is straightforward, who be like, God, damn, you got ass big titties. What you do with that? Out loud in the classroom. While, you know, of course, the teacher wasn't there, but, you know, just out loud. 
it was fun times, yes, but I feel like there was time I wasn't really myself, you know. I wasn't like finding who I am mostly. Mm-hmm. Um but then for me as I currently like grow and learn and start mm-hmm. loving myself and building that confidence, I really think that all the time I was being funny mm-hmm. built me for who I am, even though I was people pleasing. It shows the, the true character of who I am, the true character of being being comedy wise, mm-hmm. um, showing this side of me that people mm-hmm. know about me. So yeah, Kevin's funny. He's freaking weird, but he's fucking funny. <laughs> like I say things to girls that girls be okay mm-hmm. with. <laughs> like I'd be like, sit on my face, girl. You're looking good, and <laughs> they'd be like laughing and shit, and they'd be like, Kevin, <laughs> shut up. But if another person did it, they'd be like, what the, who the fuck, what the fuck wrong with that person? Like, that's the thing. People accept who I am uh-huh. and I, and having that confidence, you know, is great. It's key with life too. Cause um, I could get away with shit like that and yeah. I'll be surprised. And I'm always like, Kevin, how the fuck you just get away with those things every time? Mm-hmm. You know, and I asked my, and they was like, Kevin, you're just being you. You're you're not that weird. You're not that creepy, but you're just being who you are. And I just like, you know what? I love you guys, but please, for real, sit on my face. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but continue with you, you know, like how you how you yeah. like start to realize and continue to like change and trying to mm-hmm. be better yourself i would say you know it's kind of funny because uh you mentioned that you don't know who you are a while mm-hmm. ago it's uh it's part of the risk of people pleasing um some of the risks include stress tiredness neglect resentment relationship problems loss of identity which you mentioned a while ago role mm. conflict and harm to others mm. like now it's you never know so what do you do to work on it? Uh, what changed me? Mm-hmm. The things that you do to like change you. Well, at first, it changed my people-pleasing attitude when I started being in a relationship. What? Tell me more. Tell me more. I mentioned before that I, I came from a, some of the bad relationship emotionally, and I, I, I wasn't feeling good with it. I just hate it when society tells me to be acting more of a woman or be more female like. Mm. So it kind of it, it kind of triggers me during uh, during that time that that I have to um, pay more attention to my boyfriend at that time because I was in a stressful period during college. You know, in in the relationship or a partnership, you have to. Uh, support them not just like giving them advice or you know you just have to be there for for that person it's a partnership and and the thing is when I shared my problems with him he was like you kept on complaining but you're still doing it that was that was the first time I I, I thought of that way that I don't want to hear that from you we're supposed to be like partners or something like we have to like to- they ha- like he has to be there to listen and trying to find a solution with you or support you in a sense yeah or like you know you're you're just venting out what you felt that time it doesn't have to have like that kind of unnecessary opinion mm, because we're already aware of it yeah like 
this is what I learned too. When females be venting to you, shut the fuck up and listen. Because we already know. Like, yes, they to... already know. Yeah. <laughs> we just wanted to like put off some steam and just, you know. There was a, I think I see it, there was a TikTok um, that I see where uh, I guess the girlfriend came in the room mm-hmm. uh, and was like, babe, I need to tell you something. And then another clip you, you see the boyfriend had a wig on with a cup of tea. Oh my gosh. Robot. Bitch, what? You know? Like, mm-hmm. that's a type of, like, mood that um, when a girls need to vent, that's what you need to be. Okay, guys? Sometimes yeah. you need to listen and act like you care. Because sometimes the act of care helps. Uh-oh. Act okay? like you care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But just just care for that person, you know? Care for a person. Listen to that person. You know? Say mm-hmm. some. You could say some like, bitch, really? That's crazy. You know? It's Again, it's a partnership. There's reciprocation. If if your boyfriend would be sharing to you, they'd be like, oh, babe, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I got so, like, freaking pissed off with it. Oh, yeah, what did he do? <laughs> mm, yep. Exaggerate like, the fuck out of it. I'm yeah, telling you. give us the tea, motherfucker. <laughs> mm, yes. Oh, my God. Like, when I learned, I feel like the relationship got better. Uh-huh. You know, like if you have a, because I have a lot of girls that are my friends that does mm-hmm. vent to me, and then there was times where I was like, "Why don't you do it and stuff?" And they would cut me off, like, "Bitch, I know. Let me just fucking talk." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because when girls vent to you, you don't want to trigger them because when you trigger them, they will come at you like a fucking lion trying to scratch you. Because bitch. They just want to vent, and I learn from them. They, you know, shout out to all the girls that are my friends. They do help me, you know, realize, with, like realize, and help me in the relationship when those mm-hmm. time comes. You gotta have to act like you have to put on that wig, pull on that rope, <laughs> and get a cup of tea. Exactly. Again, we know we know what's going on. You know, it's hard to like to vent when you don't have someone so it'd be hard sometimes it is is. it's like it's like saying oh my god i should slap a bitch but then you don't have nobody (laughs) to tell it to and now you'd be like uh you'd be like talking to yourself tell me more bitch (laughs) but not gonna lie that that happened to me like i i not really talking to myself i have like an inner dialogue somewhere in well, like uh, a group chat in my brain. <laughs> Damn, they got multiple Michelles are here. Uh, at that time, okay, uh, I was known to not share that much before, mm. especially during high school. So I wasn't much of a of a of a sharer of my deeper innermost feelings because mm-hmm. I don't want to like step on other people. I don't want to like um, give them the the heaviest shit on what I feel because I don't want to be a bummer. Another people-pleasing thing that I did. Yeah, so I would have, like, some dialogues be like, hey, do you know what I did? What? I said no today! Oh, good for you! <laughs> Are we proud of you? <laughs> yes, I'm Michelle, we're proud of you. I'm so yeah, proud of you. Different Michelles with different voices. <laughs> Think about yeah. it. Yeah, Michelle. Yes, Michelle. <laughs> the Lulu, Michelle. <laughs> and it's so funny because I, I saw on, on Instagram Reels 
where yeah you remember it like i i posted on our google doc a few days ago it was yes. <laughs> yeah so it says here like people pleasers feeling proud of themselves for finally setting boundary and then our intrusive thoughts will be like you're literally the meanest person ever and i'm like <laughs> like whenever you set boundaries mm-hmm. at first you feel so good that you did that it's like you're you're stepping up and then afterwards you you feel so guilty or so bad that you said that to the person you'd be like oh shit oh shit i said something wrong oh no but look there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries yes i am savage enough to Mm -hmm. keep on saying no to people because of your time matters you know Mm -hmm. i learned your time matters and everything else Mm -hmm. too but um can you go back to like with your relationship because i want to know more the time where that your ex was saying you complaining and shit that's when you realize uh the thought where i said um i don't i don't want to hear it from you part. Mm-hmm. that's where i realized that this relationship was like a, a stepping stone for me to be more vocal about my feelings because um it was the first relationship and the first time for me to open up so the, despite having some bad experiences from from that relationship i was also grateful because it, it kind of uh, broke me into this motherfucking honest human being. It always has to be something negative that impacts your life to do something positive. Mm-hmm. Like every breakup, people go to the gym and then now they feeling good about their body, feeling more confident mm-hmm. about their stuff. And that's fucking great. And I just really like, damn, it had to take something for you to realize. Yeah, it takes like a breaking point for you to, to realize mm-hmm. You don't you don't need this. And I'm glad that people realize it. And those people out there who realize it, you know, that you didn't change your life um, from people pleaser to just kind of like not please them much. Because, yes, we do have technically to do please some people like your family, of course, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they go argument and stuff. You kind of just kind of nod your head. Be like mm-hmm. trying to make them <laughs> make the conflict and because I always do that sometimes. I'll be like, I used to talk back and stuff. Uh-huh. But now I'll be like, yes, yes, yes. Really? At this, you know, because I just don't want to hear it. Ah, uh, okay. I get it. I get you know, it. Sometimes I just don't want to hear it. Just say yes, just agree, and just continue with life. Mine's like the opposite now. Because before I wouldn't um, say much to my parents. But now... Mm-hmm. Especially with my dad, whenever he like drives me to to my workplace because I don't have a car, mm-hmm. um, there were times that we would talk about some things at home and say what he feels. Usually, he complains about my mom or my or my brothers, and when whenever he says that stuff, I be I be saying like, "You're you're so frustrating." I said that to my dad. <laughs> it's like they. Tends like people like that tends to bring your mood down, and yeah. Make you make you kind of like iffy with life in general, mm-hmm. like who you want to be. Do you want to be that person? Do you want to be unhappy like them? How mm-hmm. can I? How can I, me personally, not be like that person? Yeah. So you have to like set boundaries. Also, learn how to not give a shit. Preach, fucking preach. But yep. like being more selective on what to give a shit and what not to give a shit. I love not giving a shit sometimes. 
Well, most of the time. I'm, <laughs> I'm a straight up dude. Uh-huh. I'm really like, um, will come at you and tell you straight up because uh-huh. or if you acting stupid, I will tell you straight up. I'm not, I'm not here to let you go around acting stupid around me because um, I really don't, I don't really deal that with my life. I try to be less conflict with mm-hmm. everything in my life, and sometimes I do avoid it with saying yes. Sometimes, mm-hmm. And sometimes I do avoid just to and just walk away and be like, I don't need you in my life. So how do you like? Like compared to me, I'm not really good at setting boundaries. I think you're better at it than me. I believe I am due to the fact where when you realize a certain point of your life, um, knowing your true values, knowing your worth, and knowing um, how yourself could impact a lot of things around you. Mm-hmm. It's those, like you said, it's those time where it takes something to make you realize that you need to grow mm-hmm. uh, i think there was a time in my life where i realized that um caring for other people mm-hmm. than yourself could take a toll it does. Um, it's it's constantly your you fighting with your emotions um mm-hmm. to what's that word like you're not a receiver but you're a giver right so you're a giver you keep on giving and then when you realize that you're not giving to yourself it's just it's just really like man I'm treating myself like trash. I'm treating myself like I'm not worthy for this life. You know, I'm I'm serving for others than myself. Mm-hmm. But it's good to serve for others too. But then you mm-hmm. need to have a purpose in your life to serve for others. Like you need to find what you love to do. Uh, what can you do to spread that either happiness, the positivity, or anything, you know. That's when you, I start to not give a fuck, you know, about people feelings because they don't pay your bills. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, they don't even come and ask you how you're feeling, you know. I'm realizing I'm the one who will be like, are you okay? How are you feeling? You know, I'm here for you. I'm always here for you. I will open my book and my time for you. But do they do the same to you? No. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, why do I have this type of people in my life? And why am I here helping them out when they don't even help me out? I have feelings. I have emotions. But sometimes I be fucking like, do I even have friends, you know? Oh, yeah, I thought of that before. Like, whenever I do stuff for them, like, why can't I have that kind of similar energy or level of, like, reciprocation? And it makes you realize that not everything has to be equal. And sometimes you have to take it down a notch on on being more of a giver. You have to, like, give more for yourself because if you keep on giving and giving and giving, there's not much left to mm-hmm. to give for yourself. Like, for example, for me, this is like a kind of like a small of example that I do see when people ask me for money. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me for money, you know, um, I do give it to them, like if they need it for gas, for food, mm-hmm. or for certain things that they need to do to like make them like life a little bit easier. Um, I do help. Yes. But then, you know, sometimes I don't expect them to pay me back. But then mm-hmm. if they keep on asking me, and then I see that they're not really using that for that purpose. It mm-hmm. fucking pissed me off. Like, usually, hey. I know people using for fucking drugs, bro. That's fucking pissed me off. And that's when I set that bar like, fuck no. Fuck you. Nah. You don't either pay me back or don't fucking talk to me no more. Don't fucking ask for me. And then, you know, that's when I started saying no to things. Like, mm-hmm. like no to this, no to that. Because 
you know, at first you thought that you are doing a certain deed for them, like, but then realizing, nah, they're doing it way worse, using this money for way worse than it already is. But sometimes it's hard to say no. So if if you want to start now, it's it sounds stupid, but you have to like rehearse or practice saying no, different types of ways of saying no. Mm-hmm. To saying it a lot, you might get comfortable with saying no to them for the first time. Man, people be fucking stupid. Fuck all your motherfuckers. <laughs> we out here living life and we will be right back. Okay, we're back. What were we talking about again? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, right, 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 right. So, yeah, so, uh, besides saying no, like rehearsing saying no to the person that you want to say it, you have to learn about healthy boundaries. You have to set boundaries with your family, your friends, your co-workers, or a stranger. <laughs> I can see you. I can hear you <laughs> clapping in the background. You like, you like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, motherfucker. Yes, motherfucker. <laughs> it adds finesse, okay? You have to yes, feel sir. empowered to change things for yourself and for preach. Your- yeah, preach, motherfucker. Uh, Y'all hear that? Y'all fucking like, hear that? Like, learn that you don't deserve extra work sometimes. You have to say no. No, bitch. And oh, no. Bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bitch. Re- recognize it. Identify it. What? What? Help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you got it, man. I thought, you know, you have to, you have to mic, you know, you, you were clapping. I thought you were about to kill it. You know I what thought- I'm saying? I thought you were just gonna like flow through. <laughs> That's why I was like, recognize it. I know. Like, yeah, and I'm here saying, yeah, bitch, yeah. <laughs> but yes, like going on yeah. what Michelle said, identify it. You know, um, learn from it. Yes, learn from it. Always um, mm-hmm. grasp. Be aware about what you've been doing. I always tell this, or I always. Tell it to, um, this to everybody else that I've been, like, you know, helping out and doing, like, a therapy session. Always mm-hmm. ask this question. Always ask this question. Is it worth but, it? You know? Yeah. Is it is worth, it, worth it? it? Really, is it worth it? Because you need to dig down why it is worth it or why it is not worth it. Because it would help you um, so much to figure out things that you will do with your life or what you not do with your life and also you have to also question how much of an impact if you do it or if you don't do it like you have to know like you have to know the why of why you're, you're going to do it or like saying yes to them you're allowed to be selfish you're allowed mm-hmm. to, to to feel what you feel if you don't feel like doing it just just tell them it's it felt. It really feels bad. Not gonna lie, it feels bad mm-hmm. saying that you don't want to do it. But that's you. It's it's what you felt. If you don't even um, say no to those types of um, favors or those tasks that they ask of you, what more when it comes to relationships? Take a stand for yourself, fuckers. 
You put a yeah, foot into that fucking door and be like, you're mine, bitch. <laughs> All right? Look, t- coming from somebody who's a people pleaser like Michelle, she really grew a lot. Like, I'm proud of her. She's yeah. been she's been focusing on herself within um, her yin and her yang, of course. Like, she's she's been going through a lot, guys. And you guys could also change your life for the better. Always change for the better, you know. Don't don't downgrade yourself at all. It's not. It doesn't feel good if you keep on downgrading yourself, digging a hole, and it's getting hard to climb back up. Um, so it's trying to prevent yourself to keep on digging yourself out of the way. It's life is too short. That's what I learned. Mm-hmm. You will never know what's going to happen. Um, love your life always to the fullest, every single day, and just grow learn and serve others for the better you know yeah for sure but if you have a hard time as um doing it by yourself you can ask for help you can seek help from a therapist or from a friend if you have a hard time with it because it's not really easy to break that kind of boundary sometimes you need help yes and talking to just friends in general or just um like i say to others don't feel like I'm like, you're going to bother me. Don't feel like it's a bother. Just reach mm-hmm. out. Because sometimes you never know those phone calls could save a life. Or those talk could save a life. I've seen it through people really like struggling out there. Just mm-hmm. need somebody to listen. Um, sometimes you have to be, you know, listening like a bitch and be like, oh, what's the tea, bitch? Just listen <laughs> out. Sometimes girls out there who want to talk to you, want to vent out, they should want to release some stress. You know, because just having that inside of you and building up and like, you know, it's like a ticking bomb. It's a fucking ticking bomb. You guys don't realize it or don't see it, but be aware. Yeah, I I really feel for that because um, back then I tend to hide all of my anger, my resentment. Mm, mm -hmm. It didn't feel so good because if you build up all of those resentments, you might project that to unnecessary people that don't really deserve that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You guys don't deserve all that stuff. Like, you guys need to realize, um, is this what I'd be deserving? No, I don't deserve this. This is not what I want in my life. You want to be happy. You want to be true for who you are. Fucking, like I said again, is it worth it? This could be the, always the question I would always going to ask doing all this podcast it's just fucking worth it to you yeah that's true does is it even worth it because again life is short and looking back if you if you look really in in the past all those people that you try to satisfy their needs or their wants look back are you still close with them do they Mm. hate you do they have an impact on on your life right now do they answer the question motherfucker do they (laughs) shit because you might be feeling sad about it not gonna lie i i felt sad before because (laughs) i'm like i'm like getting angry now because like (laughs) it's like i'm visualizing some people that i know be like fucking like or in this type of situation i'm like fuck man just (laughs) Fucking do it. Stop either complaining uh-huh. about it and not do whatever. Stop being a people pleaser mm-hmm. and just try to figure it out, you know? 
Like I'm here really angry, be like, <laughs> why? God yeah. damn. And that's another thing. Like, you feel what you feel, but besides like saying those words, just do it. Mm. Not just complain. Do it. Do if it. You, if you don't want it, reject it. If you want it, get it. Or try to get it. <laughs> no, get it, bitch. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get it. But yeah, it takes time. I, I'm still having a hard time to shake everything off. That's why I've been reading a lot of self-help books. And one thing that's a good starter for anyone here, especially when you're in your 20s or in college, is the book called The Subtle Art of Not... Uh, wait, hold on. Let me... Let me... Let me... It's, I think it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? Yeah. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I'm going to cut that. Mm. <laughs> that's fine but anyways yeah the subtle art of not giving a fuck the first few chapters made me realize on what not to give a fuck and when to give a fuck so I heard about this book a lot Um, (laughs) I have not uh, read it yet but I would like to read it Um, coming from a guy who doesn't read a book a lot Mm -hmm. I know that knowledge is key and Reading stuff like that can impact your life, you it know. Does. It does. Uh, so I've been starting to learn how to read more and more, and then you know, it, it comes to realization and things in your life because you having a second opinion, you know. Yeah, that's true. You're really reading it like is someone telling you what they've been going through with their life, or it's simply what they had experienced, you know. Same thing. If you don't feel like reading, there's also audiobooks. The audiobook is so awesome because my inner, uh, like the inner voices that I do when I read, really uh, resonates with with the reader book, which is like, yeah, it's spot on. <laughs> I have not done an audiobook at all in my life. That's what I think I should do because sometimes I just don't like reading. Yeah. So, like when you're driving, you could just like, you know, audiobook. Yeah. Put or- that on. Yeah. That'd be nice. Audiobook, like you can listen back to the previous episodes that we have here on this podcast, you know? (laughs) Mm, Oh, yeah. Is that so? Yeah. (laughs) So, guys, we're going to wrap it up with our cringy pickup lines. (laughs) (sighs) I love doing this. Uh, Shout out to those who have been setting those cringy lines. And I'm just sitting here, (laughs) like, how, where, and why? Let's see. I have a list now. Like, you guys are setting some, like, cringy or nice pickup lines. Um, <laughs> man, let's go with this one because it's, it's just, it's what the fuck. All right. I'm not into watching Sunset, but I like to see you go down. <laughs> oh, shout out for Enzo out there. You for- need Jesus. <laughs> I swear to God, I've been hearing this girl say you need Jesus for the past two episodes. Bro, I've been saying that since, like, since the pandemic. Have you not remembered? No, my God. Bro, Bro please send us more cringy pick a line because I would love to point that out and give a shout out. Um, please send it us to, the, to this, this stupid ass pick a line. <laughs> yeah, you can evil us. You can 
Uh, yeah, do that. Just do that, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guys, again, thank you for watching. We will see your bitch ass hoe later. Bye, bitch. This has been an episode of Asian Stone Crack. If you have any questions, recommendations, or stories, you can click any of the links in the description. Or you can email us at don'tcracktheasians at gmail.com.